Amen. Look at somebody close to you say, it's good to be with me. Amen. We're excited you're here today. If you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, ushers will bring a Bible to you. It's your gift. Uh, we want you to have it. We want to, we want to encourage you. Everybody, uh, get in the Word of God. That would be a good place for one of them. Woo! <laughs> there we go. Let's do it together. There, there you go. Okay. That's better. You got to get in the book. David, David, yeah. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Right? Thy word have I put in my heart so I won't wander off the trail, so I won't miss the mark. Can I just tell you that without the word of God, you're going to miss the mark. Okay? Without the word of God, you're going to end up... You're, you're going to end up buying into lies and deceptions and, and wandering off the trail. You're going to do it. Right? Come on. It, the Word of God. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. A light, you know, you've got to turn the light on. You, you know, we really believe, we really believe the Word of God. And it's going to keep us on track with God's purpose and with God's plan and with God's destiny. And I, I believe that the plan that God has for you is worth pursuit. Right? His plan is to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. God's got a plan for your life. But if you think that you're going to, well, I'm just going to live life without God. Good luck with that. You won't even know life without God. You will inhale and exhale. You might get a couple of dollars together and you might have a healthy body. But at the end of your physical existence, you're going to come face to face with the Creator. And you're going to give an account for what you've done in the body, what you've been busy with. You need the Word of God to keep you on track. Hello? I said, you need the Word of God to keep you on track. So, so get in the book. Amen? You know, pray. Talk to God. Use the Word of God. You know what effective prayer is? A lot of us, we, we, you know, some people say, well, God doesn't really answer prayer. Well, is it possible that you have never really prayed? That all you, you know, maybe you've asked God for, you know, hoopla, or maybe you, maybe, maybe you've whined and called it prayer. I've done that, a lot of that. You know, I just vent and call it prayer. It's not prayer, it's just me venting. You know, usually about you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, about the kid. God, have you seen all my kids? Oh, Jesus. And, you know, and it's just a nice way of cussing, but feeling good about it. And, uh, but, but, but prayer is taking God's word into God's presence and getting into agreement with God on that word. You know, and you need, to, you need to take some of the scripture that applies to your life right where you're at, right what you're going through. And, you know, if you're having a, you know, man, you, you, you're lacking in your life. How many you know that lack is not God's plan? Right? He is the Prince of Peace, peace, uh, shalom. It, it is total fullness, nothing messy, nothing broken, nothing, no lack. Right? So find a scripture. You know, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Now, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about what are you lacking? My God shall supply all of it. And take that into the presence of God and begin to pray that. You know, okay, my God shall supply. Read it and repeat it. And read it and repeat it. My God shall supply. My God. God, I just thank you today that you're my God. How cool is that? You're my God. You're not just some creator off there, you know, and I'm a you know, blip on the radar screen. No, you're my God. You're on my side. You walk with me. You, you, you fellowship with me. You, you're for me, not against me. So today, I just thank you. You're my God. You're not my mama's God. And some of you guys, it's about time to get your big boy pants on and, and, and you know, get, get a, your own relationship with God. You know, you ain't daddy's God. You're my God. Yeah, my God shall supply, not might reply, shall supply. God, you're coming through. You are 
Truly, Jehovah Jireh, provision shall be seen. You're coming. You're on your way to my life. You're bringing provision. Provision shall be seen. Open my eyes. You're my God. Open my eyes and let me see what you're doing in my life. Let me see the goodness of my God. He shall supply all my needs according to your riches. Whoa. I got to tell you something. Heaven, heaven's not you know, in recession. They have not had to pawn one of the pearly gates yet. Not one. Right? So he's going to supply. And you take the word of God and pray it. I'm telling you, life would be different. A lot of us, we, you know, well, I'm going to sit around. I'm going to wait. We, we, we really do expect angels to come down and do the river dance out in front of the house, prove that God's real. Well, why would the angels leave heaven and come dance in your driveway when you won't get off of your and do anything? Hallelujah. We're not even in the message yet, and this is good already. Hallelujah. Hold your Bible up. Let's make a confession together. Lift your Bible up. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. See, I choose to do what it says I can do. See, I've got an open mind. I've got a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise like he's worthy. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad God's doing great things in your life? Amen. In your house, in your home, in, in, in the church. You know, have, you, have you been around lately? You know, man, last night, you know, place packed, Spirit of God's moving. You know, uh, people getting saved, getting born again every service. It's so cool. You, you know, a few weeks ago, I had a baptismal, uh, you know, on a Wednesday night. Didn't tell anybody we were going to do Just open up the door over there. Go through there if you're ready to make a decisive dedication. Sixteen people without a towel and a change of clothes. You know. Well, it must have just been that, must have just been that time of year. So we set it up a week and a half later right here. And not only, it, well, yeah, but they were prepared. Yeah, they were. And, but three, three other people, you know, jumped up and got in line. You know, God, God's, God's doing something there. You know, God's doing something in, in the house, right? And, uh, you know, and he's moving and he's showing himself strong. And, and, and you kind of want to participate with that. Hello? You, you know, you kind of, kind of want to go, okay, you know, and, and, you know, just kind of belly up to the bar and see what God gives you. Right? See, see what kind of good thing that God starts operating in your life. And quit being so skeptical and acting like, well, I don't know. No, and jump in and see what God's doing. God's doing great things. God's doing great, great things. And he wants to impact your life, too. We've been talking about how that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost power. And he went about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Acts 10.38. You know, God anointed Jesus with Holy Ghost power. He's anointed you too. The same thing that he put on his son, now he's placed on your life. Right? You, you, uh, you look at your neighbor tell him, I got it. Right? I got the stuff. You know, I, I, got, I got the stuff on my life. He's anointed me. He's anointed you with Holy Ghost power. And if you go about doing good, healing begins to flow. Restoration begins to take place. Renewal, refreshing, revival. Right? Why? Because you're just doing good. Taking your life and, and, and connecting it to God's power. Holy Ghost power empowering you to do good. You know the days, that you, the days that it's really powerful? You know those days, right? Those are the days you don't want to do good. Right? When, when, when you want to chase somebody through the parking lot and run them down for Jesus. Right? Make a speed bump out of them or something. That would be cool. But, but then God stops you and, you and you end up saying, 
how can I help you? Right? Can, can I give you a hand with that? Can I give you a hand with That's when the power comes is when you don't want to. It's too easy when everything's going your way, you know, and people have been throwing money at you and whatever. And your business is booming and you're growing and you've got to pay, you know, a million dollars taxes, you know, and, and, and that's awesome. But, but what about the day, you know, that, that they actually expect you to pay the taxes? And you do good on that day, too. Right? Now, all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, you, you're, you're shifting to a totally new dimension. And, you know, we read in Mark uh, that... The, the power of the Lord was present with him to heal them. The power of the Lord is present with you to impact others. Right? The power of the Lord is present with you to impact others. To impact others. You've got, you got to realize that, okay, God's gearing up to do something in my life. He's going to bless me, but it's not about me. It's, it's, it's for others. Right? So here's the deal is that I've I got to get it out of the parking lot. I mean, come on. We come in here and we sway to the music and tap our foot and, you know, and drop a green back in the bucket and then you can't even go home saved. You know, it's, we're missing something, right? You know, come on. It's got, it's got to carry. You've got to carry this thing, this anointing that God's put on your life. You've you got you to take it to the workplace. You've you got to take it. I'm not talking about walking in and slapping a family-sized Bible down on the table and saying, now listen up, I've got some stuff to say. I'm, I'm talking about doing good in your house. You know, wouldn't it be sad to find out that there's people that you live with who have never seen the goodness of God? And they live with you. Come on, your co-workers have never seen... Guys, what's crazy, there's people on my block, right, who maybe have never seen the goodness of God. Well, we need to take this anointing that God's put on us, and, you know, the Bible says, forsake not the gathering together of the saints. But how about the scattering? Here's what we're wanting to do this year. You know, is we got a vision. Everybody say vision. vision. You know, come on, say vision. vision. You know, we got a vision. All a vision is is the ability to see what others don't see. Right? When you've when you got vision, you can see what other people can't see. Right? And we're seeing opportunities to, to do good in our community. We, we, we want to we continue with gathering. Matter of fact, we're believing God for insane increase here at the church. I'm believing God that this year, at the end of December 2012, that there will be twice as many people as there were December 2011. Oh, that's what I'm believing God for. That's what I'm working for, and that's what I'm pressing for, and that's what I'm, you know, you know inciting the team to to. You know, go to warfare about, well, it's not just about numbers. Every, every number is a soul. You know, if we didn't care about numbers, we wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. Right? So I'm going for numbers. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to heaven, and I'm taking as many as I can with me. I want to make it hard to go to hell. You know, I grew up in church my whole life, and, you know, this is the fourth service, so today I'll elaborate just for a second. You know, but I grew up in church where we made it hard to go to church. Come on, you know it's the truth. We had so many rules and regulations. And I, I got, you know, and, and I was the preacher's kid. We, you know, we travel around doing the revivals. We weren't in church every day. We were in church twice a day. Morning and night services. We had the tent and we did the thing. And, and, and I, got, I got us kicked out of, one, out of one city. I got, I got us kicked out because I went to a bowling alley. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Today we're in church in a bowling alley. Don't tell, don't tell me God ain't got a sense of humor. 
But, you know, we, we, we grew up making it hard to go to church. I think that the church ought to make it hard to go to hell. You know, that, that we just know about the goodness of God. You know, what's crazy is that, is that our kids are growing up. They don't know about the goodness of God. They don't know God. You know, why? Well, because the enemy's done a good job of just, you know, distracting everybody's focus off the goodness of God and got, got it on all kinds of junk. Well, wait a minute. All we got to do to overcome evil, according to Romans 12, right, is do good. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. So that anointing that's on your life, all you got to do is do good. You're going to overcome evil. Check this scripture out. First uh, Corinthians 9. We'll put this one on the board. This is God's word translation. Chapter 9, 24. Don't you realize that everyone who runs in a race runs to win? But only one runner gets the prize. So run like them. Well, that makes sense. In a race, everybody's running. Only one runs, or one wins. So run like them. You want to win? Run like the guy who's winning races. That makes sense, don't it? Well, what does that mean? He trained. Maybe you should get ready. Guys who win races very seldom start by getting a bunch of friends together to complain about the starting block. Hey, glad I caught you, man. You would not believe what they're putting out here. They're putting starting blocks out here. He knows he's in a race. You ever, do, do you ever look out the window? You know, you, you live in Tri-Cities. You ever look out the window and the trees are like leaning sideways and you think to yourself, oh, what's that? No, it's normal. You live in here, the wind's going to blow. Right? Isn't it kind of cool when your friends come over and, you know, and you're getting 30, 35 mile an hour gusts and they say, is it always like this? Say no. Sometimes it's really windy. You know, you know nobody goes to Seattle and freaks out because they sh- should have brought an umbrella. You know, I mean, you, hey, opposition comes. With, with, when God's moving, and God's moving here. Well, hell's only response is opposition. Why do we act all blown away because, you know, trouble cometh. Of course trouble cometh. It's coming. It's coming in your world. It's coming in your life. It's coming at your house. So train like somebody who's going to win. Know the Word of God. You know, it, it just drives me crazy that people come, and, 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 you know, and I'm not wanting to say, you know, you know, talk to the hand, but, you know, just let me vent for a minute, and we'll call it prayer. Okay? But uh, uh, <laughs> people come all the time, and they've got all kinds of chaos in the world, and, and we need you to pray for us. Okay, what are we going to pray? What, what do you want us to pray? You, you want us to get in agreement. The Bible says if any two of you agree on earth is touching anything, I guarantee you my Father in Heaven is going to go to work. So what are we going to agree on? What's the Scripture we're going to agree on? Well, what do you mean? I mean, what's the Scripture you're, you're bringing to your life that we're going to stand on? What are we agreeing on? Well, that's your job. Well, this is your sucky life. You know, you don't want your world to suck? Then Study. Well, what would you pray? 
Listen, if the only verse you got going, if the only one you know is Jesus wept, then that's what he's going to do about your future. You need some word, right? You're going to, wouldn't it be weird? Wouldn't it be weird? Check this out. Wouldn't it be weird if you showed up and you got to a big stadium, there's lots of people and there's an octagon down there. You go, hey, this is going to be kind of cool. You look down there and there's, there's, you know, some dude that's been raised on steroids. And, you know, he's 4% body fat, and he's six foot two, and he weighs 312 pounds, and, and they've sprayed him down with the oil stuff, and, and you're looking at him going, gee whiz, and what's going to happen here? Oh, you're fighting him. I ain't fighting him. Oh, yes, you are. We've all come to watch. Get down there, buddy. I, wait, I am, I'm not getting in that ring. Yeah, today's your day. Get in. We sent you an email. Well, a lot of us, we, we end up in, in warfare, and we act like we weren't given time to prepare. Well, he wrote you a letter. He sent you books, 66 books, on how to walk in victory. You know, here it is, Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I'm living by faith. I'm living by faith. Well, you've you got to know what faith is. See, if I told you, see, I, I'm sporting my Palomalo jersey today. And if I told you, well, I'm a man of faith, and I believe that Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl today. And you say, he's smoking crack. They're not, they're, no, no, you've got you to you understand something. I, I'm, standing, I'm living by faith, man. Paul Amalo's taking the field. He's going he's to get, I, I bet he's going to be MVP. You know, Roethlisberger is going to be perfect. They're not in the game. You'd say, that's stupid. Well, that's how some of us are when it comes to our faith walk. We, we do stupid stuff and act like God's going to bless that somehow. No, you've got to have some reality to build your life on. You know, it's, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and to win, you've got to be in the game. You know, wow, revelation cometh. <laughs> you know, well, but we don't, we don't live like we know this stuff. We, we live like we're oblivious to it. You know, I got, I got one major point I want to make today, and then, then we'll go barbecue beef, okay? Okay? Uh, everybody said, yeah, okay, I'm ready. He's, Todd's hungry. All right. Here's, here's the point. Okay, today, today at the Super Bowl, I don't know how many people fit in that stadium. Anybody got an idea? 100,000 plus? How many? 72,000 people fit in that stadium. 72,000 people. He, last night on the news, they said that the, the, the ticket to get in is 38,000 bucks. 100, sorry. 30, I, was, uh, I was over there thinking about Todd's taxes. Okay. Um, 3,800 bucks. Okay. Wow. You know, gee whiz. TJ had a pretty good football season this year. Okay. Uh, 100 and how many... Hundred and some thousand tackles, something like that. Uh, no, it's a hundred and some. But I mean, he did really good. So we pack it. And we're going to go to a to an NFL game. Take him to see the Seahawks. Anybody ever done that? Been to a Seahawks game? It's like you know, I've been before, but I really hadn't paid attention. There, I learned a lot taking TJ. I, I, you know, fifty dollars to park. Shut up. You know, I, and I'm thinking. Uh, I'm going to show him how, how wise I am. We get there, and I'm like, no, let's drive around, and we'll find, we'll find some. So, yeah, I did. About two and a half miles from the stadium, I found $45. And so I went, no way, I'm paying a 50. We went right back to the front door. Okay, get me as close as you can. Here's my 50. Okay, you walk in there, you buy nachos. They're like 
Um, <laughs> dude is crazy. Uh, you, you know, water costs more than beer. Okay? Uh, I did not know. I did not know. It never even crossed my mind. That, you know, and uh, I thought we paid a lot for the seats. Found out last night when I watched the news, they were almost free. Because, uh, you know, 3800 bucks. I, I did not pay that much. But we're like four or five rows from the sideline, right? And I didn't know it, that when you, buy, when you pay that much for that seat, that you're not actually going to sit in that seat. They stand the whole time. I know what some of you guys were thinking during worship. Are we going to sit down? Uh-uh. That's not what that chair's for. Okay? It, we, we paid that price for those chairs to hold the $24 worth of nachos. Okay? Because you're not, if you're going to see anything, you're not, you're not sitting down. Right? So I, we, we get there, we got $50 worth of parking, we got $100 worth of nachos, we got, we got, we got all of this stuff, and we're down there, and everybody screams because it's so stinking loud. You can't, you know, if you, and so they scream, everybody's screaming, and that kind of cool because it kind of gets you to know the people around you. Because you're, you can't help but get involved in their conversation. And, uh, uh, we were there to watch the Rams, and, and we met this one family that were Rams fans and, and very proud of it. And they were right behind us, and they were screaming and hollering. And it's just about game time, right? Just about game time. Just a couple minutes, and, and everybody's up, and everybody's excited. And, and, and I hear the guy behind me screaming, and he says, well, why the blank? Only he didn't say blank. You get it? Okay, he said, why the blank not? And I'm like, whoa. And I turn around, and, and he's, he's screaming at his wife who's coming down the stairs, and she's hollering something. And he says it again. Well, why the blank not? And she gets down to where he's at, and, and she's screaming at him. She says, they won't let me buy beer. <laughs> I don't have my ID. And I'm thinking, she don't need ID. <laughs> way, way over 21, okay? Way, way over. And, uh, and well, way over. Okay. And, uh, uh, and, so, and they're having this conversation, and, and, but you can't help but kind of get involved in it because they're screaming at you. And I'm, I'm looking at her, and so she says it to me. She just makes eye contact. She goes, uh, they wouldn't sell me beer because I don't have my ID. And I'm trying to be polite. I said, I get it. I was lying. You know, I was just trying to make her feel good. And I said, I get it. And she said, you will. And she handed me her 20. And, and she says to her husband, this nice gentleman is going to go buy your beer. And he reaches in his pocket. He says, you want to get you one? And I'm like, no, I'm cool. And uh, in my head, I, I, I hear, you know, B-W-E-R-U-N, beer run. That song takes off. And, and, and the thought, doing good. Just doing good. So I'm, so I'm like, it's almost kickoff time. And I'm buying strangers from Montana beer. You know, i got to hurry. So I go, I, go, I go up and I go past the uh, hot dogs. Dan, which there's no line to waiting. There's the $25 nachos. Get them right now, Johnny on the spot. Look over the beer line. Oh, no, everybody in the stands is buying beers, and they're not cheap, okay? It's expensive stuff. I actually went, went, went I'm standing there, and by the way, they fill those cups up to the top, okay? So, you know, it's expensive as, as it is. You're getting your money's worth. But uh, the, to the, and, I, and, and I just picture my mind. I'm thinking when I go around the corner and head down the stairs, I'm gonna be on the jumbotron. I just know it, you know. And but I get it. Everybody in that stand. How many thousand people today? Seventy-two thousand. Seventy-two thousand people today. 
$3,800 a seat. I bet they bumped the price up a little bit on the beer. I bet today nachos are like $29.90. Uh, probably a little bit more. You know, $140 for your shirt. Right? Here, here's the deal. Is that no one in the stands today, no one, expects to get paid to watch. Every dude on the field making bank today. You got 70 plus thousand people in the stands, millions viewing from TV. 70 some thousand people in the stadium, 70 some thousand people in desperate need of exercise, watching 22 men in desperate need of rest. The watchers don't get paid. You don't get paid to watch. It costs you. It, it costs you to watch. 50 bucks for parking. A lot for the seat. A lot for the beer. A lot for the stuff. Okay? It, it costs you to watch. If you, if you don't get in the game, if you're not in it to win it, it's costing you. If you're not pressing in and, and preparing, if you're not building that prayer life and building that word life, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your future, your destiny. It's going to cost you the relationship with your kids, the God connect. It's going to cost you. It could cost you your health. It could cost you your mind. It could cost you your peace. It could cost you. But if you engage, and I'm telling you something about those guys on the field today, a lot of them got cracked collarbones and dislocated pinkies and, and their hips are out of joint and, and their ankles are taped together and they're having to fill them full, full of cortisone to make it down to the field. But I tell you what, playing through the pain, every bit of it is absolutely 100% stinking worth it today. Because somebody's going home with a ring. And I got news for you that the, that the battle that you're engaged in and, and that the, the thing that God's called you to, it's worth a little bit more than the Super Bowl ring. But if all you're going to do is watch, I hope you brought your checkbook. Because it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you big time. Well, you know, I just don't want to be, you know, I'm just not that serious about this God thing. Well, your enemy's pretty stinking serious. He ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. It's taking your future, your family, your faith, coming after your kids, coming after your, your, your mama, coming after everything you got. And if you're just going to watch, it's going to cost you all that. You know, I'm just a little bit, okay, so i got five more minutes, so I got, here, here I go. Five minutes to just tell you how frustrating it is to watch sissified saints under the impression that they're going to make a difference for the kingdom of God. No, you're not. You know, the news reporter came the other day and, and uh, she interviewed me regarding same-sex marriage because of that bill that's passing and, and uh, that they're working on. And she told me that she had contacted 20 churches, couldn't find anybody to go on camera to make a biblical response. The coolest part of that is that I was having a meeting that afternoon with a bunch of local pastors. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they, they, they do stuff to me all the time. we got a great relationship. But I loved going in there saying, you know, uh, 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 you know, I'm, certainly she wouldn't have called any of you. And they're all like not saying anything, looking at the ceiling, kind of like you guys do when I'm preaching. And, uh, 
And I said, she did tell me that she's going to put your, your church name on the screen. And they're like, shut the front door. I'm like, no, no, your church name's going on the screen. Because she called you and you wouldn't go on camera. You had an opinion, but not a backbone. I think that's what she said. I'm something like that. Well, you know, we, we just don't want to, you know, that's kind of offensive. And I don't believe that that fits in today's society. I got to tell you something. I don't believe the God, God because it's convenient. Very, very realm is it convenient. Well, what about the love of God? One of the questions that she added it out. She said, you know, what are you going to say to the people who say, well, wait a minute. What about the love of God? Why does it seem like the church is filled with hate? I'm like, wait a minute. I've got three boys that I love. There's no end to it. Absolutely no end to it. But if they were making decisions that were leading down a road that I thought was going to damage them, that love wouldn't cause me to encourage them. It, it would cause me to speak into their life. They might go ahead and make that choice, but they're going to hear from their father. You know, God loves us. There, matter of fact, there's nothing you or I can do to make God love us anymore. And there is nothing that we can do that would make him love us any less. So, you know, you, you, could, you could have that choice and that lifestyle, that, but God's not going to love you less. But let me tell you something. The, the, you're talking about the love of God. How about what pleases God? Because, see, I love my boys, but there have been moments where I have not been very pleased. Just thinking about today. No, no just kidding. You know, there, there have been, you know, there's a difference. When my boys are pleasing me, there's nothing I have that I wouldn't pour into their environment. And... The Bible tells us how to live a lifestyle that pleases God. It doesn't tell us how to get God to love us more, because God's not going to love you anymore. But there's a lifestyle that pleases God. Well, that seems like a lot of judging going on. No, it's not judging. It's identifying. Now, I've got to tell you something. You, you know, uh, and, and just be, you know, now I've got two minutes, so listen fast. Well, you're kind of hard on homosexuals. I'm kind of hard on heterosexuals. Well, I was born that way. It's not my choice. Well, I was born this way, and it wasn't my choice. But still, I have to control the very exact same desires, maybe directed in a different direction. But I don't get a chase skirt every day of my life and jump in bed with anything I can find. I have to tell myself no. I, I have to use discipline in my life. Well, I guess so do you. Now, let's see what the deal is. This is what the Bible says, and we live according to the Bible. If you're going to watch society struggle, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your backbone. Oh, you might fit in, and you might not be offensive. That means you're not effective either. And I don't think that you should give up your effectiveness. I think you should realize that God has anointed you with Holy Ghost power to make a difference. To make a difference. To make a difference. Not to just slide around under the radar so that nobody notices. I think we've been called to make a difference. I think this house has been called to make a difference. If you don't want to make a difference, I've got a bunch of names that were on a screen the other day. You go hang out with them. 
<laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to tell them I use that line. <laughs> They're my friends. You're my friends. I love you. But if you watch, it's going to cost you. Get in the game. Get in it to win it. It pays off. It pays off. Bow your head and close your eyes. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you that you're surrounding us with people who want to make a difference.